Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So we have missed a couple of episodes here and there. I was traveling uh, a little while back, so back in Toronto. So I wanted to kind of jump right in. There's a lot of stuff to discuss. I know I kind of haven't kept up with my new World of Warcraft podcast episode. I don't even know if it's going to be like a regular thing, uh, but I do just love that series so much now that I do want to kind of make it a thing. So. We'll see like what we'll do because I'm going to plan something to do with, with Trevor really soon with all the pre-patch stuff that's coming out uh, tomorrow or today, whatever the time is exactly. But it's coming out pretty soon. We'll have like a lot to talk about that. We'll kind of jump right in into some of the things that I've been playing and also the new stuff that just kind of happened a little while back. I'll start off with, with the Steam Deck because I feel like, you know, everyone knows I love my Steam Deck quite a bit. It is turning into... I are almost like basically the device that I like to play my games the most on. Um, even if a game looks way better on my PC, or I mean, in most cases it does play way better on my PC. It's just something about the Steam Deck where I just love how everything just runs so well on it. Uh, you can just kind of watch TV and play it on there. So that's all well and good. I love my Steam Deck. There's like a weird thing happening with, with the Steam Deck where... When did it down? Obviously, I didn't know this initially where I would press the standby button and it would kind of sort of shut off, but the black backlight would stay on. Um, and the backlight would stay on in, in, in the sense that you can press the UI button, the UI button would still come up. So it's not like it went on standby and it was really weird. And I would always have to like full shut down um, every time that would happen. And it was happening quite often. And I was like, what the hell is happening? And it started happening once I got my dock. And I kind of updated my Steam Deck dock with it and everything like that. It turned out to be that after like messing around and, and trying to figure out what the hell was happening exactly. Um, anytime there's a download happening in the background, especially if it's a big download, that would happen. Every time there's a download and I press the standby button on the top, it would say that it's standing by, but the backlight wouldn't turn off. And then when you press the UI button, the UI would, would pop up. Um, so when you would, and when I would shut down, it would say stopping download or whatever, like literally that would pop up on it. And it was basically forcing my me to like kind of force shut down my Steam Deck a bunch of times, all this stuff. So I decided to like try a bunch of stuff, like reinstall Steam OS, uh, just to like see what, what that does. That didn't do it. Then I fully wiped the entire Steam Deck, like fully deleted everything, uh, reinstall Steam Deck. So that means my World of Warcraft, all the stuff is gone from a Steam Deck. I have to like reinstall all of that. Did that, still the same issue. So I've let Valve know, I, I, I contact the support and it's not like really a huge thing because like the main thing is, as long as I make sure there's no download running. Um, I also tried it when I, if I pause the download, if I pause the download, it will still happen. But if I cancel a download, then it wouldn't happen. So it's really weird. I don't know. It's like, it's obviously something, some sort of like workflow that's set up on there and on that side of, okay, we're going to go to standby. We need to make sure that there's any, if there's any downloads running, we pause it or whatever. And when it gets, when it gets to that point, for whatever reason, it just not, it's not able to kind of continue. So. I don't know if that's an update thing or what it is. Uh, it does seem more of a software thing because 
it's not really impacting anything else. It's such a very, it's a very specific situation. But like I said, I've let Valve know. So hopefully I get some resolution to this. I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm still liking my Steam Deck and after me returning my previous Steam Deck just for a thumbstick that, you know, in the end was still, a, was still an issue in my new, on my new Steam Deck. Uh, I'm not really in the mood to RMA anymore right now. Um, I do remember something like this happening uh, with my first Steam Deck as well. Um, although I don't remember it happening as often, I do remember it for whatever reason. I'm like, because like when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, like I do remember something like that happening. And then me holding the, the power off button and it shut down and I, I turned it back on. And then obviously I didn't notice, right? Uh, and like I said, I only noticed it, like it, it would happen like here and there, like rarely, but I only noticed it more recently when New World's like huge update just got, uh, it just came through because of the new expansion and all that. So it was like 40 or 50 gigabytes or whatever. And that's kind of when I started noticing it. Usually when it's like a download, when I'm downloading a game, I always, I just leave it on, right? Because I'm downloading a game. So I just leave it on the side. And when it's an update, usually the, the, the updates are very tiny. So like, I don't really notice it or it just kind of happens in the background. So it was a very specific case, but hopefully I'll get to the bottom of it and I'll, I'll keep everyone updated. I, I didn't mention the Steam Deck doc, so I did get the official Valve doc. I've been, I kind of used that initially just for like a little bit. And yeah, like it works. I was playing World of Warcraft on it and like, it was great. Uh, I just need to figure out the resolution and everything like that. Like the, the scaling of the resolution isn't perfect. Um, but like, obviously I was just kind of messing around with it. And then I just kind of was like, yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to try it out later. Uh, but I'm kind of excited to have that dock. I, I like that. I like the whole idea that I have a dock like that and I can, you know, jump in whenever I want and, and play games like that and, and play World of Warcraft. I think more, for me, it's mainly World of Warcraft and New World and all these MMO games or like these PC based games that I can just kind of pop up on my TV and play there for a while. I'm pretty excited about that. So definitely going to keep playing that. Definitely love my Steam Deck. I think this is a device that, you know, if you're even remotely interested in PC gaming, you should pick up. If you're someone that likes handheld gaming, you should pick up. If you're someone that just kind of is sort of interested in it, but aren't sure, if it will be worth it value wise, I think it will be. It's like, it's like the perfect companion thing to someone who only has consoles, first of all. So it's like a perfect companion thing to that. At the same time, if you're someone who has a gaming PC, this is honestly a great companion to that as well. Because so many times you have a great PC game that you wanna play. And even if you have an amazing PC, you just don't wanna get up, sit, sit physically in front of the PC and play a game. You know, you just wanna sit on the couch or sit on your bed or like lie on your bed and play there while something else is playing in the background. And this kind of lets you do that, you know? It won't be at 1440p, 4K or anything like that, but at 720p or 800p, it does a really, really good job and you won't even notice the difference. So I, I, I'll i definitely I definitely recommend the Steam Deck to anyone at this point. Uh, on the other hand, I, I should, going back to my PC, I guess, um, I'm kind of going down, I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole. I, I mean, and it was, I mean, it's a little bit caused by my, I, I should say it is self-inflicted, you know, like I could definitely avoid this. I can definitely avoid paying all this amount and doing all this. But obviously I, I, I chose this route. I chose it. Like I, I can't, I can't act like this wasn't a route that I chose. So basically the new GPUs coming out, RTX 4080, hopefully in November. I, I think it's November. And that was the one that I wanted to get, get either way, because I have an RTX 2080. Um, I was recently playing a couple of games and at 1440p, you really, I do need to kind of move a lot of the settings up and down. I've noticed, um, as opposed to before where 
everything would at least kind of be at high-ish. Uh, but now it's kind of become going to like medium high, sometimes medium low. Um, and even then it's just kind of like, there's just a lot of like fluctuations and all that. So I know that I wanted to get a new GPU for sure. Obviously initially it was going to be the 33s, but that was impossible to get. But now with the 43s, I definitely wanted to get that. So one thing that was the issue with the 40 series is my CPU is pretty old. Like I built my PC almost four years ago and uh, my CPU at that time, the one that I have right now is the i7-8700K, which is, uh, you know, people will probably know that as, as it was one of the CPUs that a lot of people kind of recommended at that time. Um, and it's also, you know, the eighth generation of the Intel CPUs. Um, at the time when I built my PC, the ninth generation had already come out, but I still got the eighth generation one just because the reviews were really good and people were saying that like, and it was also price wise, it was a little cheaper and the performance was basically as good as a new generation. So I kind of picked that up at that time because of that. Now we're at the 13th generation, right? So we're it's like five generations ahead. So you can imagine that you're, so I should, I should kind of talk about how, how bottlenecking works in, in PCs, I guess. So depending on you, CPU and your GPU and obviously other components all kind of play a, play a role. But a lot of times your games are dependent on your CPU and your GPU. Um, obviously remove RAM, all that stuff. Your CPU and GPU are extremely important. Um, your GPU is something that kind of controls the resolution. So depending on how good or impressive your GPU is or big or like whatever, how powerful your GPU is, you can kind of up the resolution. Whereas the, the, the CPU is in, I mean, obviously the GPU kind of pushes frame rates per second as well, or frames per second as well. Uh, but the CPU is kind of the thing that really, really pushes that forward uh, more than the GPU. From my understanding, I, I could be completely wrong. This is just like my brief kind of understanding as to how the bottlenecking stuff works. So depending, if, if you have a GPU that's extremely powerful, but a CPU that's not as powerful, then your CPU becomes a bottleneck. So your, your games will look like run well, but they won't run as well as they can because your CPU is just not as powerful. Similarly, if your CPU is extremely powerful, but your GPU is not that powerful, um, it's like a similar thing when it comes to resolution. From my understanding, I could, I could be completely wrong, but the idea is that either or can kind of bottleneck the other depending on you know, what, what, you, what component you have and how powerful it is. So in my case, uh, I want to get the RTX 4080, but because my CPU is like five generations old, uh, it will just not, you know, be as powerful. It, it will not be able to kind of, it will be able to kind of do it. Like it'll, the game will still run well, but obviously I'm kind of like, you know, I won't be able to see the full performance gain. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of bottlenecking it essentially. Um, so because of that, I was like, okay, look, I want to get a new CPU. And I, and this was the time I wanted to go more towards AMD, especially because the new AMD CPUs are really good for Premiere Pro and, and stuff like that, uh, which is kind of my main use case is gaming and, and Premiere Pro and, and podcasts and stuff like that. So for that specifically, the AMD uh, CPUs were really, really good. So I was like, okay, I wanna get the AMD CPU. And that what that also means is I need to get a new motherboard. It's the same thing with Intel. Even if I went with a new Intel uh, CPU, I would have to get a new uh, motherboard. So I, okay, I need to get a new motherboard. What I find out about the AMD ones is if you get the AMD CPU and obviously you get a new motherboard, uh, you can, you also need to replace your RAM because uh, only DDR5, which is a, the latest technology for RAM, uh, only that is supported with these new CPUs. You can't use any one, any other one. So because of that, I have to buy new RAM, which is also really expensive. Um, and also I forgot that, you know, the cooler that I have, the AIO that I have, um, it 
is kind of set up for my Intel CPU uh, that I currently have in my system and I don't have the right bracket. So you, uh, your, your cooler that you attach to your CPU will need to have a bracket that kind of accommodates the CPU that you have. Um, and usually it comes with the stuff that you need for an Intel any AMD CPU. Obviously I, I built my PC a while back, so I have no idea where any of that stuff is. So because of that, I need to, I had to get a new cooler as well. So it turned into me getting a, a new CPU, a new motherboard, new RAM, and a new cooler. Uh, and obviously I'm going to get the GPU. So essentially I'm building a new PC almost all basically like I'm, my, my power supply will be the same and you know, the SSD and, and storage and all that, that will also be the same. And I want to keep my case as is, but everything else is being changed. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I am. I guess I'm at the point where I'm basically building a new PC. I do like the idea that all my other components are still pretty good. Uh, like I use this all the time and it's still a really, a, you know, a beast of a PC. So I'll kind of have a second PC and, and it'll be great for Sassilf to kind of be able to kind of play a bunch of these PC games. I know she wanted to get the Steam Deck and all, um, but you know, she obviously, I think she'll probably still want to get the Steam Deck just because it's all in handheld, which is kind of perfect. But having this PC, you know, she can play WoW and all that stuff and just have a separate PC. Um, at the same time, in terms of streaming as well, I know having a, se a second PC is quite helpful. But yeah, like that's kind of where I am, weirdly enough, you know, like this is uh, a, the, the situation. I mean, like I said, like I am putting myself in the situation. I probably don't need to upgrade all of this. I can probably just get a new GPU and still have a great time, even if like, you know, it won't be pushing it all the way like it can. But yeah, I mean, I, this is, this is where, where I, I mean, either way, like it's from my understanding is a lot of times people do kind of build new PCs like every five years or so. Uh, and I'm kind of at the four year mark. So I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Like this was, uh, this was uh, like, this PC has done everything for me. I, I love it. I love this PC and it's still amazing. Um, so I can only imagine me building this new PC with all the components that I have in mind, uh, and, and the RTX 4080 and all that stuff. Like, yeah, like I'll, I'll be, I'll be set for another good five, six years. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. The next thing I want to talk about is something that's quite exciting, uh, at least for me, because I just love horror stuff, especially more recently. And, um, this was a game that I, or, or series that I never kind of really got into and I wanted to, uh, but unfortunately just kind of, you know, just went away, uh, just because of the powers that be, uh, but we recently had a a Silent Hill transmission by Konami, which is crazy because Konami hasn't really made a game in a while, but they announced a bunch of Silent Hill stuff. Um, one of the things was Silent Hill Ascension. So apparently this is like a interactive streaming series. So I'm assuming this is kind of like Bandersnatch on Netflix, uh, which is cool. I, I don't know how excited I, I, I don't know what it is because apparently they, they haven't really made it super clear as to what it is because the people that made Dead by Daylight, or or I think they helped with Dead by Daylight. They're like working on this, so it's not like a production company. Like I don't know what it is, what it is exactly, uh, but it's still kind of an interesting thing. You know, I'm I'm still kind of excited to see what it could possibly be. Um, they alongside that they also announced the, a Silent Hill movie. Uh, I think the original director or creator of the Silent Hill film, the first one, is coming back for this. So cool. I mean, I'm sure that could be fun. I uh, obviously would want to know more, but you know, right now I just want more Silent Hill games and talking about games, they announced Silent Hill F. Um, this, they didn't really explain too much. All these trailers are like basically teasers. Um, but 
basically it's like the Silent Hill F is a Silent Hill game set in Japan during the 1960s. Uh, and that's kind of all the information that was there, I guess. So again, really cool. I just want more games and everything like that. Um, I'm not sure who's making that one. Um, the other one is Silent Hill Townfall. So this is apparently the game that's going to continue the story. Um, I didn't even know there was a, a story like that. I thought it was like Final Fantasy where, you know, each kind of game was like its own thing. But this is kind of like the the whole, the, the main, I get the main entry in the series in, in a sense. Uh, again, not a lot of, you know, information. Uh, I'm not sure who's kind of making this, but this also seems like it's a ways away. Uh, the main game that I think, or the main one that kind of was the talk of the town for this for this transmission was uh, the Silent Hill 2 remake. So Silent Hill 2 is arguably the, the most beloved Silent Hill game. Uh, also, it's, it's actually uh, the one of the most beloved games, PS2 games in general. Uh, I know a lot of people view it as one of the best games of all time and everything like that. So they are kind of making it, you know, RE remake style. Uh, where the game and everything does look pretty interesting, at least from, from the trailer and all that. Um, I do believe it's a PS5 exclusive for like a little bit, probably for like a year or so. Uh, and this one is the one that's being made by Bloober Team. Uh, now Bloober Team, their games, like I played basically all of them. I, I think I, I've actually played all of them. Um, and yeah, I don't, except the new layers of here. Uh, yeah, I think there's a new layers of here that came out a little while back, but yeah, not... Not the biggest fan because I was kind of fall for it of, you know, I, me wanting to try these games and also reviews, the reviewers giving uh, the, the Bloober team games like a nine or this or that. And then me playing it and be like, why did I fall for that? This is like basically like immortality essentially. Um, but yeah, like this is the one that I think most people are excited about. Um, I'm excited about this. They didn't really announce it, announce like a date or anything like that. But I think the way people are looking at it or the 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 the, the wording or i don't even know if it's a wording but just kind of like the things surrounding all of this is that this will be a game that most likely comes out next year um obviously don't quote me on that this is just like it, it doesn't say this anywhere um but it does seem like that all the other stuff was announced to be like yeah this is uh, this is our plan for the future of silent hill all that but next year we'll, we, we might be getting this remake so who knows i'm i'm pretty excited about this i'm really want to get back into this world uh, or just get into this world to be honest because you know i was kind of never in i always wanted to be in so i'm pretty excited about that uh and yeah i'm gonna be playing this game for sure I'm, i just want to have some a, a, a horror game like or in the vein of pt come back you know obviously pt was supposed to be the new silent hill game by hideo kojima so i'm hoping that taking a lot of that and putting the, putting it in some of these games here and there uh, and yeah, like I'm just, I just want, I love Resident Evil. Uh, we just get Resident Evil games, like, you know, and in, in not, not like too frequently, which is good, but also for someone like me who loves those kinds of games, it's kind of like, oh, I just want more. Uh, so I'm glad that there's another, you know, franchise out there alongside Resident Evil that we can all play. The next thing is a weird one. So we won't even spend too much time on it, but there's all the thing going on about Xbox Series S and how... Uh, developers asking for it to be dropped and it's not powerful enough and this and that and you know I don't I, I'm I'm on that in that boat of a lot of games have come out since the series X and S have launched so I should go back like one of the main things that this was kind of brought upon was because of Gotham Knights and uh, it being revealed that the game is running at 30 FPS on everything on PS5 Xbox Series X 
NS and uh, some developer, not from the studio itself, but some developers stated that uh, the reason was the, the Series S. Uh, and obviously started like this whole like thing and everything like that. And obviously yeah, that's actually not true. And uh, I think that person was obviously not from that studio. So they should not be you know, saying that unless they're actually from that studio. But basically kind of started this whole argument about Series S and how it's holding back the current gen consoles and this and that. And like the only thing, I mean, I had a Series S and I loved it. And I switched to a Series X mainly because of the space. Uh, like otherwise the Series S was kind of meeting all my needs. I was playing on a 4K LG TV, uh, OLED TV, and the games looked awesome. You you can't even tell that it's running at 1440p. Uh, so it was, it was really great. So I had no problem with it. Um, I would just kind of point to all these games that have come out where there is a setting or a setup for the Series X and the PS5. And then on the Series S, the game runs at a lower resolution, uh, at a lower frame rate. So I think Cyberpunk, for example, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it runs at 30 FPS or there's a 60 FPS mode, but it drops the resolution significantly. But the idea is that a lot of games have come out and have done that where they're like, okay, on the on the PS5 and the Series X, these games will run at 4K60 or whatever it is. On the Series S, it'll run at 1080p 30, 30 FPS. You know, even Dying Light 2. I remember Dying Light 2, I think they, they added a 60 FPS mode for Series S. Uh, but I remember at one point, um, only the, the Xbox Series X and the PS5 had a 60 FPS mode. And then I think the Series S had a 30 FPS mode. And I think they added a 60 FPS mode later on. But again, that goes back to the point of they were able to optimize the game in a set, in a way that they're like, yeah, this game will run at 60 FPS. Like kind of the same as on the PC. Uh, when I was playing Gotham Knights on my PC, it runs at 60 FPS because it adjusts to my components, which are equivalent to the Series X essentially. And, you know, I have no, pro no issues running the game at 60 FPS at 1440p on my thing. So it's definitely a thing, it's, it's definitely more to do with optimization and, and them not getting enough time to kind of work on it. I mean, uh, we can just kind of look at, you know, even Cyberpunk. I know that game ran at 60 FPS uh, on the PS5 and Series X, uh, but obviously they had to optimize a lot and they finally were able to optimize it like a year and a half later, right? And get it to where it is now. Um, so like, I, I don't know, I think, this whole Series S thing has been kind of blown out of proportion. I think it just goes down to the development studio and, and the work that they need to do. Um, obviously, it's like development, game development, all that stuff is hard. But all I can kind of gather from this is that WB Montreal for Gotham Knights needed more time. They just they literally just needed more time and w, WB probably pushed it forward that no, we, this game needs to come out. It's been delayed already or this or that. And because of that, they had no choice. They're like, all right, the game is kind of running and I was going to talk about the game because the game does have a bunch of like jankiness and, and issues. Uh, but you know, they obviously this game needed more time. So I just, yeah, I, I think that's kind of the key thing. That's kind of why I was just going to, I just wanted to bring it up really quickly and we can kind of move away from that. Talking about Gotham Knights. Um, I have been playing this game. I initially started playing this on my Steam Deck um, and it ran well until it kind of the open world section started up and, and then it kind of was started dipping. So I switched to my PC and that's kind of where I'm mainly playing now. Uh, but so far I am really liking it. I totally agree with all this thought, the thought about, you know, the, the jankiness around, uh, the gameplay and how certain things, you know, don't work as you would expect sometimes. Uh, but, and like the gameplay itself is not like Arkham Knight, but it is like Arkham Knight. Like, you know, like it's, it's not as fast paced and everything like that, but it still kind of harkens back to that gameplay. So it's kind of like just 
treading this weird line of trying to be its own thing, but also trying to be an Arkham game. Um, and overall, like I'm loving the story because I, I love DC stuff. So I was, I knew also enjoy this game. Um, I'm more than okay to kind of admit that there's a lot of jankiness and glitches and, and bugs and stuff like that. But overall game wise, I definitely do not agree with all these reviews giving it like a five out of 10 or, or six out of 10 or four out of 10 or whatever. Um, I'm definitely more leaning towards like a seven or an eight out of 10. Um, and it's turning into a game that I'm really, really enjoying. Probably one of my favorite games of the year in a sense, uh, just in terms of, you know, just pure enjoyment and everything like that. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to keep playing it. I'm going to have a great time. And like, and like I said, like if you're someone that likes the Arkham games and you like DC stuff, you will honestly enjoy this game quite a bit. And, you know, it's just, it is, I, okay. Like, you know, I, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't go back to this again. Again, I've done this so many times, but it is a little frustrating for me when a game like Immortality, which again, I'm sure it is a great game. Again, I finished the game and I do understand what it was trying to do and all that. You know, Sapsil and I went through the entire game. It, it's, it's cool and all, but when a game like that is getting 9 out of 10 to 10 out of 10, then this and that, and it's one of the best games of the year. And then, you know, a game like Gotham Knight comes out and it, it's janky for sure. There's bugs and everything like that. Totally get that. And then people are giving it like a 5 out of 10 and all that. It, it's, yeah, it's just, there's just a big, weird, you know, disconnect because I, I, I don't like this argument of how reviewers and reviews are subjective and it's like, you know, this is about this person and, and how they view it and how they uh, analyze these games, everything like that. Like what, what is the point of the, of a review? Like at the base level, what is the point of any review is to let a consumer know that, Hey, this thing is worth purchasing, right? Be it a movie. It's letting you know this movie is worth watching. Music, this album is worth buying and listening. Uh, game, this game is worth spending sixty to seventy dollars on. So, for me, it I I don't agree with that whole thing of oh yeah, but like you should you know find the reviewer that you align with the most. But it's like no, like but there, you will never find a reviewer that you will align with all the time because there's so many reviewers who agree with me on some game but they don't on the other. So I can't rely on that. Like you can't rely on that. Right. I have to go to a site and like, again, like this is another key thing is when sites give reviews to games, they don't say this person's review. That's it. They say this person's review on this website, right? It's technically the website is saying this review represents our overall thoughts. So for me, like it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to kind of say that, no, like this is this person's review only. Like, okay, cool, but technically it's not because it has your like logo and everything like that. You know, like that's kind of besides the point. But going back to like Gotham Knights, like I get like when people are like giving it reviews like that, but then I kind of look back at other games that are okay. Uh, like I said, like Immortality, where it's just kind of like that weird, like at least in my opinion, like the highbrow mentality of, oh, you know, this game like was elevated to like this level and this and that, and it kind of showed me this and that, like. I just don't, I just don't really like that. And, uh, that's not why I do rely a lot on, on YouTube reviews and everything like that. And, um, some of them do kind of fall into this sort of category sometimes because even they're trying to like, you know, kind of present themselves in a similar manner as these review sites of like, oh, I'm, you know, I see this art form at a different level than other people. And this is kind of my review. So I, I think the main thing for me is, you know, look at a game as a game as a game that you would want to play, <laughs> you know? So I looked at Gotham Knights as, do I like the Arkham series? Yes. 
do I, you know, like these characters like, uh, you know, Nightwing, Red Hood, all that stuff. And I like the overall story that they're going for. Yep. Based on trailers and everything like that. Yes, I'm in. Do I care if the game does not look or run exactly like Arkham Knight and stuff? Like, no, I don't mind. So like, you know, I looked at this, like, I just looked at this from the outside and made my decision based off of that. And I'm playing this game and I'm having a great time. I can still admit that the game isn't perfect. But it's definitely not this 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10. Like even when I said like 7 out of 10, I'm, I'm like more leaning towards a 7.5 to an 8, which is a really great game. So I would recommend people like either like obviously wait for a sale to take this game out. But if you kind of fall in those categories in terms of, hey, this is a series that you enjoyed overall, the Arkham series, or and you also like the whole DC, like, you know, at the, the whole DC universe and all that stuff. I honestly think you will have a great time with this game. You will most likely not be disappointed. So if you do pick it up and try it, let me know what you think, you know, and let me know if I'm completely wrong for recommending this game. Um, the other things obviously I've been playing is World of Warcraft Classic and World of Warcraft Retail. So for Classic, of course, Wrath of the Lich King and for Retail, um, Battle for Azeroth. So I've been focusing on Battle for Azeroth quite a bit. I'm like level 30 uh, and, you know, just kind of preparing for, for Shadowlands and for Dragonflight. So kind of focusing on that and I'll probably go back to Wrath of the Lich King a little bit after, or maybe I'll keep playing in between. I do need to reinstall all of it on my Steam Deck. So uh, that has definitely kind of hampered my my playing because it did, you know, like the, the Steam Deck did make allow me to play, you know, even 30 minutes here and there. Uh, now it's going to be having to sit in front of my computer and I just got lazy to kind of reinstall my Steam Deck. So I, I'll definitely do it in the future. Um, I've I've been playing Scorn with Sapsel, so I'm still playing that game. Um, actually, you know, I, I, I remember talking about it last time that I will be playing the game. Uh, and yeah, so we've been playing it. Um, it's interesting that the atmosphere and all that stuff is really cool because with, with my whole Sonar Surround setup, like the sound and everything is really, really cool. Um, the puzzles are okay. Like sometimes they're like not really fun. Uh, there's not a lot of action. Uh, like it was, it was a game that I understood to be more puzzle walking simulator like uh, type of game. Uh, so like which is completely fine but like i just i thought there would be a little bit more to it past that point but again overall i still enjoy the overall idea of it in terms of just even if it's just puzzle based and figuring out what is happening that's still fine uh, i just wish the puzzles were a bit more interesting the puzzles are not like as you know as interesting sometimes it's, it's just too convoluted and sometimes it's like all right, this is just like, you know, very basic thing. And I'm just kind of trying to avoid these kind of weird enemies that are kind of coming in the way. So that was kind of like my main issue with this so far, but I'm still playing it again. Another game that I don't agree as being a five out of 10 or whatever that was being given to it. Um, definitely a lot better than what most people have said it, said it to be. Um, the other one is Plague Tale Requiem. Been playing this game as well. Really enjoying this. I loved a Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, play, well, that was one of the first games I ever streamed when I built my PC like three years or four years ago. So it's pretty cool to kind of see the sequel now. Uh, I'm, I've been playing it on the Series X and yeah, like I've been really enjoying it. The dialogue is terrible. Um, I don't remember it being this terrible, but either it's the voice acting or the direction given to the voice actor, but some of the stuff is just very overacted and just a little too much. Like it just does not feel right. It does not feel like good acting almost. This is just my opinion, of course, you know, it just does not feel good. So that's kind of been something that really gets in the way of the story and the dialogue for me and for Sassel as well, when they're like trying to be emotional and stuff for that, but the dialogue and everything is just so poorly written at some points where I'm just like, Oh my God, just like, all right, just let's just go to the next scene, please just keep playing. So 
Either way, really enjoyed that game. I think it's what it's definitely turning into one of my favorite games of the year, even with with the whole dialogue issue. So really enjoying that. Uh, today I did start playing the Modern Warfare Two campaign since it's like available for everyone to play. Uh, and yeah, I mean it's another Call of Duty campaign. I I'm really liking it so far. I mean I I just like all these campaigns either way. Uh, the game looks amazing. It's uh, crazy. I mean I am using uh, DLSS and all that stuff. So like the whole upscaling thing. So with all those filtering and all that stuff, like even at 1440p, the game looks awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited for this Friday because that's when the multiplayer comes out. So I'm going to try and finish the campaign before that. So um, I don't need to worry about that anymore. Uh, and plus because the, the campaign, the, the multiplayer comes out this Friday, I know I'll be playing that a lot. So I need to try and, uh, and just kind of go through World of Warcraft a lot quicker, which is taking way too much of my time. So we'll leave it here. Thank you so much everyone for joining really means a lot. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. Uh, the email will be in the description alongside my social media accounts and all that stuff. Um, I should be doing another uh, a, another battle for, not battle for Azeroth, but find my Azeroth episode very, very soon because of all the new things that are being added. Uh, and it'll be great to kind of have Trevor on there because Trevor is kind of the original person, the person that has kind of got me into World of Warcraft. So it'll be great to kind of get him on there and talk about World of Warcraft. And then we'll do another episode to kind of talk about Modern Warfare 2 specifically because both him and I are extremely excited for the multiplayer. So thanks so much everyone and I'll see you next time.